Praise the Lord. Good to see you today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and I am about to begin right now to teach uh, the book of Romans. I mean, from the very beginning, we'll deal with verse 1 today. This is a broadcast that the Lord has uh, encouraged me to do. Is He has been uh, stirring my heart to begin to teach more as... You know, the Lord has called these ministers in these last days, those who have been uh, convicted of being uh, in the wrong direction, using God's Word out of context. And He's been able to bring a few of those ministers in these last days, and even more so each and every day, I believe it's taking place, back to their first love, back to the place where they first realized how much God loved them by what He did, by the giving of His Son, and, and we believed it, and He shed His love abroad in our heart, and we begin to experience the works of the Holy Spirit that He began in us, the first works that we return to by coming back to our first love is the first works He began. The first works are His works, and the first love is His love to us. And we first loved Him, and then we allowed Him by faith in the sacrifice to go to work in our lives. And as long as that's where our faith remains today, and we don't move it, which we have tremendously, then he will continue that work. And he's calling many ministers back to faith in grace today to be able to begin all over, all over again to begin to share God's word as it is in truth. And that means as it relates to Christ and what he did at Calvary. You see, Jesus is not only the mediator between us and God to get us to heaven. He is the mediator as far as our understanding of the Scriptures go. Jesus said the Scriptures were about Him in John 5 and 39. In Luke 24, 44 and 45, uh, He says the Scriptures are concerning Him. And and I'm telling you, the, the disciples found Jesus and, and they went and found more disciples and they said, look, come, we found the one the Scriptures are concerning. The Bible is about Jesus. Jesus. And as we understand by the power of the Holy Spirit teaching us about Jesus and the Word, how the Word relates to Jesus, for He is the living Word, then we will be able to walk in that understanding. Amen. Proverbs 9, 10. Proverbs 9 and 10 tells us that understanding is the knowledge of the Holy One. And that's Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. So as we see what the Holy Spirit is attempting to teach us in the Word of God about the living Word of God, then we can see how it relates to us as we are in Christ. We are His body. He is the head. So as we see how the Scriptures relate to Him, then we can see how we should function through our faith in Him and what He did for us at Calvary. Praise be to God. So once again, uh, today, March the 19th, uh, 2018, we'll begin this endeavor to work our way through the book of Romans. And don't forget, uh, every Friday morning, at 9 o'clock, we broadcast live uh, uh, Pastor Curtis, uh, uh, across time with Pastor Curtis, and we're teaching the book of Galatians, and uh, we're still in chapter 2. So I encourage you to tune in on Friday mornings. You can find that on my uh, Facebook page, Pastor Curtis, or our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. But you and I need to be in the Word of God, receiving it and believing it as it is in truth, 
1 Thessalonians 2.13, so that that word, that truth, can be worked effectually into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It has to be received and believed as it is, as He is in truth, and then the Holy Spirit can begin to uh, work that liberty and freedom and all the things He's called us to be a part of, the works that are in Christ, Ephesians 2.10, we can be found functioning in Christ. Praise God. So let's get into this today. Romans chapter 1, and, and I pray that the Lord would give me and give you a revelation of Christ greater than we've had in the past, a, a greater uh, a desire for uh, the, to experience the calling in our lives through what he's about to say today in this teaching. I pray it in the name of Jesus. I pray that God would use this broadcast, even if it's not today, uh, down the road sometime. Maybe you're listening to this after this has been recorded well past the time it was recorded, but God knew that you would hear it and he wants to begin to teach you the word of God in truth so that you can receive it in that manner, believe it in that manner, and that God can work in your life through your reception of the truth. The way it all began as a Christian for us is the way it continues. We believed God's word in truth. That means as it pertained to Christ and what must happen, what we must believe to be saved, what we must believe about him to be saved. And when we believe the word of God in truth, we were saved by the Holy Spirit, praise God, baptizing us into the body of Christ. Jesus Christ saved us through the blood he shed at Calvary and the Holy Spirit, the operator behind all of that, baptized you and me as the operation of God into the death of Jesus, Romans 6, 3. So, we must hear God's word in truth. So that's what you'll be getting from these preachers who God is raising up all over the place in these last days, little storefront churches that know they don't need big buildings. They don't need uh, permission and uh, by men. They just have the word of God in truth, the Holy Spirit, and, and they're on a mission, praise God. And that's what Paul had. And I'm thankful today that we can read and we can have as the word of God the truth that Paul, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, wrote to the church in Rome. And we're going to dig into this. And I know that God is going to say some things to you. And, and, and never forget that while you're hearing the Word of God taught or preached, that all you are doing is hearing. We learn as we leave after we've accepted and we've received the Word of God in truth, then the Holy Spirit begins to apply that Word and that is the experience. That is the application. The Holy Spirit, we don't apply the word to ourselves. We simply believe it as it is in truth. And the Holy Spirit applies and grafts it into our hearts, works effectually the word of God into us, allowing us to walk with Christ in the liberty and the freedom he gave us in the, in the will of God, the ministries he set before us to, to run this race that's been set before us. So we're going to hear some things, and I pray that your heart would just be open to to the Lord, not to just anything, but to the Lord's truth that we have in the Bible. Praise God. Romans chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle unto the gospel of God. Just that one initial intro, the greeting, 
reveals so much because uh, Paul reveals, this is Paul, and he says that he's a servant. Well, we have to stop right there and talk about that because if I'm saying I have, that I'm a servant, I'm really telling you I have a master. And when Paul says I, I'm a servant, he goes ahead and he reveals who his master is. You can see it. It's, it's here, I, I, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle unto the gospel of God. Not only does Paul reveal he has a master, but in this very first verse in the book of Romans, the letter to the Roman church, he reveals that he has a master, Jesus Christ. He has a mission called to be an apostle. Listen, and, and, and he has a, and rather he, he has a purpose. Let's back up and get this right. He has a master who is Jesus Christ. He has a purpose and that is to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. And he has a mission, which is to present the gospel. He's separated, listen, from the law unto the gospel, the good news. And, and he says the gospel of God, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God, the good news is that God gave His only begotten Son. So the gospel of Jesus Christ is the gospel of God. That's not two different things. The good news of God is that God loved you enough to give His only begotten Son. And Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, loved us so much He came and was obedient to the Father and gave Himself for us. And praise be to God, the Holy Spirit, who made sure everything got written from Genesis Genesis to Revelations so you and I could read Christ in the scriptures all the way through that, that, that strand of blood that flows all the way from the beginning to the ending. Jesus said, I am the first and the last. The revelation in Genesis is Christ as the head and, and the beginner, the one who began all eternal life. He himself began all things for us. Hallelujah. He was the first one from the dead. Hallelujah. That would never die again. And so we see Paul here telling the church in Rome, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I have a master. I have a purpose. I've been called to be an apostle, a man with a message, to one to lead the way with the message from God. My master, the one I'm following, devoted to, consecrated for, and I have a mission. And that is, I've been called unto, separated, separated unto the gospel of God, the good news of God, the good news of Jesus and what he did at Calvary. When Paul says, I've been separated unto, that means he's been separated from something. You and I, when we were called by the Lord into this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ by our faith in what he there did, we were separated from the world. We still live in it and we're attacked daily all around on every corner by sinful things and try to pull our flesh back into the things of the world. But we endure as good soldiers as long as we keep our faith in 
what Jesus did for us at the cross to become our captain of salvation. Hallelujah. We can follow him as the good shepherd as long as we keep our faith in the cross. We can't follow Jesus. He taught without a cross, without taking up our cross, which is keeping our faith in his cross. You see, there's only one cross, the cross, and we speak of death. Not a wooden beam, not a tree, but what he did, him dying for us. His death became our death. We were crucified with him, praise be to God. So we see this, that Paul opening this letter, saying so much in the first verse. Listen, I'm Paul. They knew who he was. Everybody had heard of Paul. This Christian hater, this Christian persecutor who'd been approached by the Lord Jesus Christ himself and saved, born again, and then later baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking, Paul claims, in more tongues than us all in that day. And I'm excited that Paul would write to this church in Rome and not only to the church in Rome but the Holy Spirit who is God knew the whole time that this letter would only have its beginning, its its beginning origins there in Rome but would leak out to the entire world including you and I. Oh, how precious is the word of God that God gave to Paul to give to us. I said, oh, how precious is the word of God. We don't need to add books to to the Bible. When we do, we distort. When when we add other men's writings to the Bible, we distort the Word of God and God lays out warnings for that. Right here in the Bible, in the book of Revelations, those that take away from what God has written, their names will be taken out of the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Oh, how exciting that really is. It's scary, but it's exciting to know this and to be confident of this, that when God gave us the Holy Scriptures through the prophets, He's given us everything we need. And we don't have need to have a thought that we need to add to what God has done. He says, if you add to what I've given you through the prophets, the scriptures, the ones I've given to give you my word. If you add to that, I'll add the plagues of the book to your life. That's a promise to God and we wonder why so much cancer, so much sickness, so much weakness, so many people are dying prematurely. Well, we need not wonder anymore. The apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and revealed that there are many weak, sick, and dying prematurely because they're not discerning the Lord's body. That means they're not discerning what he actually did at Calvary, number one. They're not discerning what happened at the cross. That's why we think we need to add works to salvation because we don't understand the cross. And when we add works to what Christ did at Calvary, you make no mistake, my friend, plagues come with that. Plagues come with that. You need to understand that's what God said. When you add to what God has told us in his word, Plagues come with that. We're plagued with weakness and sickness and premature death. Hallelujah. And you need to understand, you take away from God's word, he takes your name out of the Lamb's book of life. It's that simple. There's no need to try to explain any depth of... of it's God says what he meant. The Word of God is God. So when we try to remove things from uh, the Bible, the truth of God's Word, then we're actually removing God and we don't know it from some of the things God wants to do in our lives. And when we add, we add the plagues. 
that are in the world and only really for the world. They're not for God's people. Plagues are not for God's people. Plagues are for the world and their sinful, idolatrous, wicked ways. Plagues come with that because they reject God. We can live knowing with our faith rested in the Redeemer that we can discern the Lord's body, what He there did for us on the cross, and walk in faith. And make no mistake, it's our faith that overcomes the world. But the only faith that overcomes the world is the same faith that Jesus lived by to overcome the world. The same faith Jesus tasted death by the grace of God, Hebrews 2.9, for us, you and me, to be able to overcome the world through His overcoming faith, Galatians 2.20. The life we live now, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. That's the faith that overcomes, my friend. Any other faith is a faith that cannot work and surely cannot overcome. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Watch this. Let's roll through this. And let's talk about this. The Lord found me, specifically me and, 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 and thousands and thousands of others who are uh, concerning about, a, about the, over the last 20, 21 year period. He has found His people wandering, knowing what His Word has said, but not understanding what His Word has said concerning how to live a victorious Christian life. This is why we have the letter to Paul through Paul, to Paul, through Paul. And I need to say it that way because it's not just through Paul. It was to him first. The preacher, the one who receives the message, must receive it himself first to give it. So the, the, the revelation of the cross of Jesus Christ given in the book of Romans to, to all of God's people came to Paul and through Paul so that God could get it into our hearts and we could have the same revelation of Christ and know not just how to get to heaven, but how to live right now in victory where sin no longer dominates us. Did you hear me? Where we're no longer living as though we're under law, but we remain under grace, the place where God works as we continue to believe His Word in truth and He can effectually work that, perform that Word, that good thing that we believed, Philippians 1.6, continue to work that effectually into our lives and us walking with Him and bearing about the fruit of Him at work in our lives. Praise be to God. So when the Apostle Paul says he was called, uh, he was called, he was set apart, he was set apart unto the gospel. As an apostle, groundbreaking, plowing the road ahead, and I don't mean to say above, but ahead, running this race, plowing the ground for the church to be able to, to follow Christ. Paul as he followed Christ, what, what Christ had given the Apostle Paul by the power of the Holy Spirit, the teaching of the Holy Spirit concerning the revelation of the cross and how that we're not only justified by faith in Christ and what He did to redeem us at Calvary, but we're also sanctified daily, learning daily how to take up our cross, how to follow Christ, uh, how to 
possess our vessels in sanctification and honor, how to live a victorious Christian life without adding all that we think we have to do to get there, but just simply a keeping of that same faith that's saved and justified to walk and, and sanctified to walk us in that sanctification process so that we are learning how to possess our vessels Amen. Exercise our members according to the word of righteousness, Hebrews chapter 5, that we no longer just stay babies and deformed all our 20 years of 40 years of Christianity remaining on the bottle of milk, but we can begin to partake of the meat of the word of righteousness where we learn to how to live for God, how to allow the Holy Spirit to to lead us, how to follow Him as He only reveals truth and leads in the path of righteousness, which is only found in the truth through the gospel. Hallelujah. We all need to understand that, that the Holy Spirit only leads in the paths of righteousness. In Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, the Bible tells us that the righteousness of God is revealed. Get this now. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. In the gospel. This gospel that Paul has been set apart unto and given the revelation of the good news of Jesus. Amen. How to live a victorious Christian life. Set apart unto this gospel. And this is powerful that the Holy Spirit only leads in the path of righteousness, but the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. Listen, from faith to faith. That means from the faith that took Jesus to the cross to the measure of faith He will give you. I'm quoting Galatians 2 and 20, the faith of the Son of God, Hebrews 2 and 9, that Jesus tasted Death by the grace of God. He lived by faith and tasted death by the grace of God so that our belief in Him, our belief upon Him allows the Holy Spirit, allows our Father in heaven to give us a measure of faith that that we can be saved by grace through faith. Hallelujah. And we go from faith to faith. And as long as we keep our faith in what Jesus did at the cross by faith, we continue to go from faith to faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We experience the will of God in our lives by faith. Therefore, the gospel is not something that just gets us in. It gets us through the will of God all of our lives, experiencing victory after victory, going from glory to glory. By uh, Listen, from faith to faith. And the only faith that works is the faith that led our Savior to the cross. We live by that faith. The Bible tells us that. We don't live by a faith that, that, that comes through our speaking, a faith that comes by... Faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10. 17. But know this, a faith that comes by hearing is a faith that saves and just keeps on saving. Keeps on experiencing the victory over sin. And that is the faith that the faith that comes by hearing is what we hear about the one who died for us. And don't forget God's word from Genesis to Revelation is truth. But we must 
Walk in it as it is in truth. Receive it and believe it as it is in truth. And Jesus is the truth, John 14, 6. And the only thing that makes Him our liberating truth that frees us from sin and keeps us free from sin is our faith in what He did at Calvary. And we go from faith to faith, praise be to God. So this apostleship given to Paul was one that would lead the way, dig the way. When Paul would be caught back to uh, called back to meetings in Jerusalem in the very earliest part of the the newest beginnings of of the church of Jesus Christ, having been birthed at Pentecost. Listen, the meetings were kind of chaotic when James, the pastor, and and, and the Jewish Christians there really they they gave Paul and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship and would send them out to the Gentiles, but they never really did understand or really in its fullest receive what that was that the apostle Paul taught. He was an apostle. He was leading the way. Judaizers would follow Paul everywhere and and really try to get the, the, the people who had been born again to believe, listen, if you're not circumcised and you don't follow the law of Moses, you can't be saved. They told them that. It's in the book of Acts chapter 15 verse 1. We need to understand these things. These were tough moments. Paul was leading the way, plowing the ground with truth that he was being given by the Holy Spirit that the, that the people who were born again, Jewish Christians, were struggling with. Gentiles, I'm sure, struggled as well, but they, they didn't have all the law that the Jewish people had to let go of and, and come to the realization it couldn't save them. Uh, they had to let go of that and, and, and and the church in Jerusalem really, really never did grasp in its fullness what Paul was leading the way. And know this, Paul had something they needed because they were still trying to hang on to the law. I believe it was in Acts chapter 15 as well as you read through that chapter where James told Paul, he said, listen, many, many, maybe it says thousands of Jews have believed on Christ and are now more zealous for the law than ever before. Listen, even as a Christian, you can't keep the law You can't go out and obey everything in and of yourself. The only way we're law keepers is if our faith is in Jesus and what He did to allow us to walk in victory where we no longer are required to obey the law for salvation, but we obey the morality of the law now by the Spirit of God at work in our lives by faith in the Redeemer who overcame and nailed everything, the law and all that was contrary to us at the cross. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm excited to be free from sin today. I'm excited to be free from the requirements of law to be saved. And I'm I'm excited today to be learning, learning God's word and truth. And again, that learning means I'm following Christ, a disciple. You have to be a disciple to be a learner. That means a follower of Christ and he taught you cannot follow him unless you take up your cross denying yourself to take up your cross not denying yourself sugar in your tea or a pillow on your bed but denying yourself what it is that would keep you from 
taking up your cross, keeping your faith in the cross. When your best friend comes like the Judaizers did and said, yeah, 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 I see this, but you got, man, you got to be circumcised. Oh, you got to confess it with your, oh, you got to be water baptized. Oh, you got to do these things. There are things. There's, we should be quoting the word of God, but it can't bring victory. We should be water baptized, but it can't bring victory. We should be in the house of God, in the study of God's word, the giving of tithes and offerings, fasting and prayer, but none of it. Faith in none of that will bring salvation or sanctification. Remember, Christ became unto us our righteousness, our redemption, our sanctification, our wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30 Christ was made those things unto us through his death. And through our faith in his death, that grace of God that he, that he tasted death by flows through our faith in what he there did into our lives so that God can begin to perform his good work and continue to perform his good work if we continue to believe it. So this has been a good teaching today. A half hour session is all I'm going to do. I encourage you to turn in every, tune in rather every week or go to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. That's Curtis Hutchinson 316 where you'll find these messages uploaded and begin to watch them. Lay your Bibles before you. And and when I give scripture, turn to that scripture. Verify what I've said And if I don't go there and read it to you. You have your own personal Bible study with the Lord. Ask the Lord to reveal truth to you (coughs) because it's truth He desires to reveal and only truth that he can effectually work in. And as I close today, remember Psalms 33, 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. God bless you, I love you, and we're going to keep on being determined to know nothing else but Christ and him crucified. See you next time.